Is inflation and taxation actually a form of theft? Or is it legalised theft? Or is it one rule for the government and one rule for you? Because I think if you were an entrepreneur or in the private sector and you found ways to devalue your client's money and you found ways to charge them for services you didn't deliver, my guess is you would be struck off as a director or worse, you would be um, put in prison for fraud. But this is what the government do. So inflation is the devaluation of money over time. But you're supposed to trust in money. You know, we're supposed, in God we trust is written on money. And you wouldn't store the value of something you've sold or you've bought into something that you thought was worthless or goes down in value. But that is now what money is. So one of the natures and laws of money, as I wrote in my book, Money, is a store of value. So if you're a butcher and you have meat, in a, in a week that meat might rot. And so its value goes from whatever you can sell it to, to zero. So it's not an efficient store of value. And then we discovered that salt could keep it for longer. Um, or the curing process could keep it for longer, but it still can't retain the value as long as money. Because if I exchange my meat for money, I can store the value of the meat in the form of money for, for years. We're supposed to trust that this is what money does for our exchange and our production. But inflation is 10 to 15%. By the way, whatever they tell you inflation is, it's probably nearly double. So... Right now, the promise is, ooh, store your production and value in money and you'll lose 15% a year and it won't be guaranteed by the central banks and put it in the banks and we'll lend it out and we won't guarantee it. Now, we accept if inflation is 2% or 3%, that's realistic, isn't it? That's reasonable that it might go down a small amount. But when inflation is really high, Essentially, that's a form of erosion of the value of your money. And if there is nefarious activity which is creating high inflation, like wars, like lockdowns, like um, monopolistic price control of corporations, these things are happening to control the forcing up of prices and the forcing up of inflation. If nefarious activity is going on to devalue your money, that no longer becomes natural inflation. That becomes theft, theft of your hard-earned money. Now, actually, do you know how inflation started? Inflation actually started by theft and fraud. And people don't really talk about it like this. But, you know, those that have studied history know that, you know, if you had a gold coin, let's say it was 99.9% gold. You trust that, let's say that coin's worth a dollar. Okay, so you know that the 99.9% of that is gold and that's worth a dollar. Um... And that doesn't go down in value. That's always worth a dollar. But then people started to alchemize it by um, putting lead in it. And now it's only 97% gold. So there's essentially 3% inflation in it. That's fraud or that's theft. Because you're led to believe that that's 99.9% gold when it's actually only 97% gold. And that's how inflation actually started. It started through theft. 
And when inflation is artificially high, whether it's to pay government debt down or price monopolization, that is theft. That's the way I see it. Anyway, let me know what you think in the comments if you think that inflation is actually a form of theft. And in God, we trust and in money, we trust, except we can't trust money anymore because we can't trust the corporations or the central banks or the governments or whatever triangulated monopoly and power control they're creating. Now, one of the ways that the government can steal money off you is through quantitative easing. So for your money to retain its value, there needs to be limited supply. And if there's oversupply, you get a drop in value. It gets commoditized. It becomes worthless. So when you have money, you sort of trust that, okay, this $10 bill, it's not, it's not going to be like Zimbabwe hyperinflation where we need a billion dollar bill that's worth a dollar. But when the government print excess money, they essentially steal value of your money off of you to under the guise that they're you know, fueling the economy. But how can you fuel growth in an economy when you devalue the monetary system of the economy? To me, that's a paradox. But what they're actually really doing behind the scenes in the back door, one rule for them, one rule for you, is they are eroding the value of your debt. Because um, excess printing of money reduces the value of money, but it also reduces the value of debt that created the money or the debt that the government have created for themselves. So the, the US are 31 trillion in debt, the UK are about 3 trillion in debt. And you know, there's some legitimate ways to pay those debts off, which is to balance the books and generate more income than expenditure. Uh, they don't do that. Um, they're trying though, by taxes going up and up and up and up and up. They could go insolvent and wipe out the debt and start again. No, no nation's gonna wanna do that. Stop all um, overseas investment. So what they do is backhanded, backdoor, pay off the debt by increased quantitative easing and reducing the value of their debt. And that hurts you because that reduces the value of your money. So I personally, again, see that as theft if it's nefarious and not natural. Because, of course, there is natural growth, natural evolution, natural decay. So there's natural inflation, natural. But it's not natural right now. No way natural. Okay, so therefore, I would argue that high inflation or higher than natural inflation is actually theft. Let me know what you think in the comments. So let's move now to tax. So do you choose to pay tax? When you were a kid, when you thought about what you wanted to do with your life, did you think you wanted to work two thirds for the government and you wanted to pay two thirds of your money in tax forever? So do you want to pay tax? Do you choose to pay tax? Now, some people say to me, oh, well, Rob, you should be proud to pay tax. I pay millions in tax every year. Honestly, begrudgingly. I pay it because I have to, because I don't want to be in prison. And, but people say to me, but yeah, Rob, tax is really good because, you know, it funds our services, our roads, our NHS, our rail. Well, our rail's fucked. It's all on strike. Our NHS is fucked. Can't get in. Ambulance service on strike. Massive undersupply of skilled doctors and nurses, etc. Roads are always fucked. There's roadworks all the time. Now, by the way, I'm going to offer you some solutions to this. Some of you are asking, what are the solutions? I always finish with solutions, so always stay so you can hear my solutions. Because there is always a solution. Unfortunately, entrepreneurs, fortunately, have a solution to every problem. Governments seem to have a problem for every solution. So if 
let me give you an example. Let's say you donated $10 to charity. Would you want $9 to go to the owner of the charity and $1 to go to the charity itself? Or would you want either $10 to go to the charity or would you be happy for $8 to go to the charity? If I donated $10 to a charity, I'd be happy that $2 went to the administrators of administrating the money and 8 went to the charity. That'd be reasonable. Just like I think a flat 20% tax is reasonable. I actually think if the government taxed everyone 20%, including the super rich, including the you know, billion dollar, trillion dollar corporations, they'd generate a lot more money and they wouldn't force rebellion and force people out of the countries. But the problem is there's such a complicated tax code with thousands of pages and probably hundreds of staff just to manage these thousands of pages. When you pay your tax, it's going to all these public sector workers, many of whom don't add any value. And then corporations are interlinked and being paid off and being somehow protected and financed. And then you, the NHS and the roads and the services get the little bit that's left. And to me, that's wrong. It's fundamentally wrong. So they take our money, they pay themselves. Also, they're trillions in debt. So even if they're only paying 3% interest, 3% on trillions is tens of billions. 10% of a trillion is 100 billion. 3% is 30 billion in interest. It's like a black hole, it's like a bucket with a hole in it. So you pay your taxes, goes in their massive government debt and interest in all these public sector workers that many of them aren't required, they're bloated, they're not lean. They're inefficient, private sector, way more efficient than public sector. Why? Because the private sector have to make profit. They have to be lean. They have to invest money well, otherwise they go bust. And here's the thing that pisses me off. If you're in the private sector, you're an entrepreneur, you're self-employed, and you have to trade solvently and legally, which is fair enough. That's not the thing that pisses me off. What pisses me off is the government can trade insolvently and it's not illegal. You trade insolvently and it is. So if you were knowingly trillions in debt and the money that you got, well, well, if you were knowingly in debt in your company, knowingly, and you're still trading and the client's money that you took in, a lot of that you used to pay off your own debt and your own other companies, that's trading insolvently and you'll either get struck off as a director or you'll end up in prison. I mean, that's what Sam Bankman-Fried did with the money um, that was in the FTX platform. What's hypocritical is the government doing what Sam Bankman-Fried is being accused is criminal. They are knowingly trillions in debt. They are not paying that debt off. They are generating two thirds of your money in tax. And then they're not using it for what it's supposed to be used for. And they're allowed to do it because they make the fucking rules. And to me, that's an absolute scam. And by the way, they allocate the resources really badly. So what the government and the central banks are, are the richest but most useless middlemen and brokers that ever existed. So here's why the government as a broker middleman is completely useless. The government taking your money, they pay off tens of billions in debt. They pay themselves and all this unnecessary expenditure. Because by the way, I haven't even talked about all the expenses that the uh, politicians claim. Then what they do is they take the small remaining amount and they subcontract it out. So they want the, the roads fixed, they subcontract out to a private company. And why do we need all that middleman taking of all the money? Why can't we just directly go to the 
subcontractor, save all this money. And by the way, the government have proven to be one of the worst allocators of capital compared to private sector and entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs have to allocate capital well for a return, otherwise they're going to lose the money. Whereas the government lose billions and trillions of other people's money and they don't care because it's not their money and they haven't earned it. So it's a completely flawed system. And it pisses me off. Do you know that two thirds of what you earn and what you spend, at least, if not more, is in tax? If you um, own a company, 20% VAT, will be 25% corporation in the UK, 45% income, national insurance, nearly 10%. You've got business rates and you've got all these other expenses and these things that you have to pay to be compliant, which is essentially a tax and all these stealth taxes. I reckon it's 70% of what you earn and what you spend is tax. And if you knew that willingly, would you, would you be happy about that or not? Because I'm not. I'd be happy it was a flat 20 and 16% of that. So... 80% of that 20%, about 16% of my 20% went to the roads, the rail, the NHS and all the services that we're supposed to have. Yeah, the FSA, another middleman, paid loads of money. It's mad. So you don't have a choice on, you really don't have a choice on this because you didn't vote in the current prime minister. I don't know. I think that the American system's better than the UK system, but I don't think it's perfect. But you probably didn't vote in and you probably didn't agree with the policies and the procedures and the people that are in power. So you absolutely can't change that system, but what you can is create your own. And so this is why I wrote my book, Money, which is the UK's best-selling book on money. This is why I have my More Money Secrets YouTube channel. This is why I have the Rob Moore Money podcast. This is why I go live every day talking about money and independence and the government and the system. Um, and look, I've got to say, Brilliant business model, monopolized business model, very powerful business model. There are some genius elements to the central banking system and the monetary system. Money is possibly one of the greatest tools humanity has ever created. You know, and the Fed, which is essentially, I suppose, a, um, a monopoly, a cartel of the most powerful um, banks and billionaires. Um, very smart, very smart. <laughs> Just doesn't seem fair, but life isn't fair. You don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate, you get what you create. So the solution is you've got to become an entrepreneur. That's the, uh, the ultimate overriding solution is you need to be an entrepreneur. Why? Because only entrepreneurs can get their tax bill down. Employed people work. Two thirds of your week is you're working for the government, by the way. I mean, think about that. And you get paid net of taxes. You never even see that money. You can't do anything with that money. You can't get that money down. You don't have a choice. If you earn... Gross five grand, you might get 2,200 net. And you never see the tax. Only entrepreneurs and self-employed people that you can, when you charge VAT, you can even keep that in your account for three months before you pay it. And then you pay your corp tax at the end of the year and you can work down the expenses. And you only draw the income when you choose and you can work down the expenses before you draw your income. And you can offset, not all, and I don't mind paying some taxes because I think it's fair. Not all, but a fair amount of your taxes can be reduced if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, but only if you're an entrepreneur. The next thing is you need to not be reliant on banks and central banks and government-controlled um, corporations and institutions. So have your money diversified across multiple banks. Have multiple streams of income. Make sure that you are decentralized as much as you can. 
i.e. maybe you've got some of your money in Bitcoin, some of your money in gold, some of your money in Rolex Daytonas, some of your money in physical assets as well as assets that are controlled digitally online. Got, you've got some real estate that you own, etc. Um, make sure that when it comes to media, you're decentralized. I'm here on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and my podcast and um, I, I'm up, upping my content on LinkedIn and Twitter. I might even um, start creating content on Snapchat, etc. So if I'm across multiple channels, I'm actually interviewing the founder of Getter um, this week. So if you can have your message and your media across multiple channels, they can't shut you down. Although with Andrew Tate, there was an orchestrated shutdown on the same day. Most of the social media channels and the banks shut him down. So I don't know if you can ever fully get out of the system, but you certainly can as much as you can. I'm not talking about going off grid and growing your own food and creating your own energy, but I mean, who knows? Um, so there's some solutions for you. So um, if you'd like um, some better financial education and knowledge and some resources, I've got a gift for you. It was actually just recently my birthday, so I keep sharing the gifts. Um, I've got... 30, about 30 ways to save nearly half your salary and costs. I've got some video training on building multiple streams of income, um, building assets, becoming decentralized, etc. I think there's about seven different courses and resources that you can claim for free if you go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Toolkit. That's bit.ly, bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash Rob tool kit go there right now and claim those courses and resources for free from me and every week i'll give you um financial resources interviews with billionaires or content um like this but you know maybe a little bit more masterclass focused rather than public focused so that's my gift from you and there are some solutions to what i believe is a problem where inflation and tax could be deemed as theft and unless you're an entrepreneur and unless you become decentralized and you work on your digital and financial freedom then there's nothing you can do so thanks for tuning in and remember this if you don't risk anything you risk everything